0: Welcome to episode 44 of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. Nick, first time back on the podcast in a while. How are we doing?
1: Great. I'm awesome.
0: You're awesome? <laughs> um, I've so, been
1: developing my awesome since I've been away from the microphone, so yeah. i uh, more awesome.
0: <laughs> you definitely are sounding loud and awesome at the same time. Um. So, I wanted to do a, a quick episode with you today. Um, don't know if you saw or heard, but uh, Jillian Michaels was kind of making the way around the uh, podcast community over the last week. Yep. And did you see it? I saw it. And uh, did you watch it?
1: Uh, Her original video, yeah, I watched it a couple times. Yeah.
0: So, uh watched a little bit of that, some of the other people's reaction, and... And so I want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it in the context that a lot of the other people are, where they're just kind of rebutting exactly what she's saying. So I think in keeping with kind of our podcast, um, you know, does she bring up some points and if she has that perspective, then does another person in Mm -hmm. our community that is maybe new to CrossFit, uh, do they have that exact same perspective or do they have a similar perspective that we should, uh, help educate them on?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um and I'm I'm all for it and I think maybe before we just dive in like a little context for people that maybe haven't seen or know exactly what we're talking about and who Jillian Michaels is but uh she's a celebrity fitness persona. Uh she's been around the fitness industry quite a while. Boy, I don't even know. I would 20 years maybe she she's been around. She's done, you know, back in the day she did DVDs or VHS. I don't know if she did VHS, but uh, just a, a popular fitness um, influencer now, really. She was on The Biggest Loser, I believe, um, one of the hosts or coaches there. So she's in the fitness space. Um, she's respected by many, um, and I've got a ton of respect for her. She's She has a a career in the industry, and she's had a lot of influence, and she's helped a lot of people get in, in shape. Uh, she also has a an opinion uh, as we all do, uh, about fitness and what fitness means. Uh, and she's a pretty outspoken perso- person, um, and she's been known in the past few years to be pretty vocal about CrossFit. She's spoken actually out against CrossFit and in, in the context of what we're talking about today. She just put a recent video up is 10 minutes or something. Um, and you can look it up if you, ha- if you haven't seen her, you want to look it up, but Essentially, she critiqued or shared her opinions and experience on CrossFit and and why she is not a fan personally, in her own opinion. Um, and so that's kind of why we're why we're here talking about her and and her points. Sounds good. Um,
0: so I kind of made a few notes here uh, of some of the comments that she does talk about. So we'll just kind of we'll do a little chipper style and oh uh, good, and uh, we'll just go through them one on one. So first, and this is one that to her experience, Mm -hmm. you know, she has a, an experienced eye. She was talking about, you know, the level of coaches, uh, the barrier to entry being low, and then talking about kind of the ollie lifts and the gymnastics movements, and so that was something when she raised the concern, you know, well you shouldn't, you know, I would never consider teaching those uh movements because I'm not a expert level coach and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So what was kind of your your vibe in from your coaching aspect, what yep. was kind of your, your
1: Yeah, vibe? her argument was that the normal person shouldn't be doing Olympic weightlifting or gymnastics movements. Those should be reserved for higher level athletes. Um the the heart of what she's saying and what bugs her about Olympic lifting and gymnastics is that her her perception I believe and I'm interpreting this but I believe her perception is that anyone and everyone comes into a crossfit gym and and does high or heavy weights and high volume challenging tasks you know a beginner does a heavy full squat snatch or, or we, we have beginners trying muscle ups or things and and her argument that, that we then put those into a workout for everyone. And I think she's really kind of trying to speak to beginners in CrossFit, right? That that a beginner shouldn't be only lifting or a beginner shouldn't be doing gymnastics because it's dangerous and it's not safe. Right. And, And so her concern, she cares about people and she wants people to be safe and that's fair. And so do we, um, the the counterpoint i suppose or or where i come from is i believe and and crossfit believes that the needs of a 20 year old or an athlete and the needs of a senior citizen don't change um by the 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 need doesn't change it just changes by intensity right an olympic lift requires your body to go through full ranges of motion it requires you to to marry multiple aspects of fitness, strength, coordination, mobility, um, you know, balance, stability. So it requires all these things that we value in fitness, and, re- and it asks you to put them into a movement, a one- or two-piece movement, the snatch or the clean and jerk. So I, the movement itself isn't unsafe. What is unsafe is high volume, meaning thousands or many, many repetitions every day, every day, every day, every day or heavy weight when it's not an appropriate thing. And I completely agree with that. The the learning lesson, the takeaway that I get is that, yeah, absolutely, beginners shouldn't be putting on heavy weight on a barbell, nor should they be working with um, higher volume and, and keeping the intensity down until they have confidence in the lift and and with the weight that they're choosing. And the same principle goes for the gymnastics movements, pull-ups. A pull-up is a gymnastics movement. Um, And I would argue, man, show me an 80-year-old that can do one or five pull-ups, and I would imagine that that human being is pretty healthy 80-year-old if they can do a pull-up. And, and, you know, show me a a 10-year-old kid that can do pull-ups, and hey, that that 10-year-old's pretty healthy so that it's not the movement that is unsafe its how are you putting it together in a workout and I think you know and I'm not here to make the rebuttal I agree with her you know uh, to some extent the intensity you need to monitor the intensity um, and you need to make sure that you're doing the right scaling options and man if I've if we coach anything here it's uh, those those two are paramount in what we're doing at the gym she is kind of putting this wide paintbrush against crossfit as a whole 15,000 14,000 affiliates and saying crossfit promotes high volume high degree of difficulty heavy weights for everybody when when honestly that's that's not the case so that's that's kind of the learning lesson is for anybody beginner or there, or someone who's not doing crossfit it's like well she she's putting a pretty wide brush stroke like you need to talk to the coaches and understand the, who who coaches and who owns a gym and then figure out, all right, what is it that they believe in and value as far as coming into the workouts.
0: Yeah, she's obviously lep- lumping in the, the beginner with the expert or totally. the person that's been doing it for five or ten years. Exactly. And thinks that they're going to, on day one, do the exact same workout. Um, the next thing was uh, kind of the 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 – the pattern in which we exercise, um, uh, she was talking about it. She still doesn't understand, you know, the three days on one day off and kind of the whole scheme as far as how we do it. Um, and then also it seems to be random and not very planned. So there's Mm -hmm. no master plan in the overall calendar year of
1: CrossFit. Sure. Yeah. Two points kind of, kind of married in one is she doesn't understand so that a purist CrossFit methodology, um, is three days off one or sorry, three days on one day off, three days on one day off. Um, that was just found to be kind of a, a natural rhythm of the body that you can work out for three days, take a day off or a rest day or a recovery day, which we've talked about those days. Um, so as a, it's, it's, that is a principle. She, she's arguing against a principle, which you can argue it's a principle principle, but in practice, in all practicalness, very, very, very few people actually play that out in their life. Three days on, one day off, three days on. It doesn't fall into a normal calendar, a weekly calendar. Um, you know, it just, it just very rarely happens in practice. So um, she, she doesn't, understand it or agree with it and, and that's fine she she can't but are people doing it uh, honestly I don't know I don't know of anybody in this gym that, that, that does a 3-1 quote religiously or, or, or perfectly um, what was our other point the ran- randomness she didn't quite understand that the yeah the the training program yeah so from the outside constantly varied functional movements performed at relatively high intensity that constantly varied implies that it's random um, it's always changing the workouts are always different um, with limited exposure on a user end of CrossFit, meaning someone who's just doing the workouts um, sure it, it can seem it can seem random um, on the back end of it. a gym or or a coach that's worth their salt has a training program that they follow um, and and a method to their programming, a method to the the constantly varied nature of it. Um, As an example, that's tangible for our community. We've recently done, we kind of did this five, three, one series and people may, may not have really picked up on it, but we do a deadlift, a press and a squat, and we do, varying sets of five reps and three reps. And then we did a one rep heavy most recently of all three of those lifts that took us about six to eight weeks, I think to go through. And that was a very intentional strength program woven into our workouts where the average user probably didn't recognize it. You know, you you don't, you know, you're not looking at six weeks ago and be like, what did we do six weeks ago? Or you're, you're not looking ahead a month and be like, "What am I going to be doing in a month? You're, you're here now in the moment. Um, so <clears throat> it definitely, it definitely looks to be that way to, to be comp- honest from, from her end. And I, and I understand her argument there. Um, by nature, what, what we're trying to do in CrossFit is non specialization, meaning we want to do a little bit of everything. And that is the training plan the The training plan is to do a lot um, and not to specialize in one thing and our goal isn't to strengthen your biceps today. Our goal isn't to work on your your calves or your rear delts today that you know those are another training program where it's like, well I'm going to isolate muscles so that I can gain either size and and strength out of these muscle groups that is not part of our recipe for what we define fitness as. So part of it kind of dials back, you know, her, her perspective is a little bit different because she defines fitness maybe just a little bit differently than we do, uh, which is totally fair. So
0: I just find it a little interesting that, um, you know, she says it's not planned. the beauty in my opinion of CrossFit. And one of the reasons why I started doing it was it is planned and I'm coming to class, you know, six days a week mm-hmm. uh, and I'm able to have a workout given to me yep. on the board. Um whereas so if you if you don't if you're not doing CrossFit, then you're gonna go do another type of workout and whether mm-hmm. you do orange theory or whether you do Nye round or the same thing where it's kind of all planned out for you. Yep. But if you say, Well, Brad, here's a Gold's gym or a plan of fitness membership, now I'm gonna go there and I don't have that plan. Right. So what's more dangerous to me is to go there and not do a plan. Well, then she talks about, well, getting a coach and getting the elite coach, right? Mm -hmm. So what am I going to have, you know, Tony Horton come (laughs) meet me at Planet Fitness for 35 bucks an hour type thing. And so I don't, you have to work out and you have to work out every day. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that if you don't have a coach mm-hmm. and then if you don't have a place to do it yep. and so she seems to be kind of missing the boat on that. We can't hire Jillian Michaels to come meet us at planet fitness exactly. for $35 an hour. Right. You know, yeah. If I had $5,000 an hour, <laughs> then you can start to do that stuff. But it's just like, that's where I think she's totally missing the boat, the the point to get people exercising mm-hmm. every day yep. moving and get better.
1: Right. Yeah. And you know, she probably makes workout plans. And like I said, she made VHS and DVDs and things. And those are, those are workouts, but are those planned for you and, and customized for you? You know, you can buy all, her whole DVD collection and you can do those workouts, but, but to ask yourself the question, what is the plan with those workouts? Is it just to sweat yeah. and to do repetitions or is there a, is there a plan that, Hey, is customized which, again, what CrossFit does, or at least what we do is, you know, I say, hey, Brad, how are you feeling today? Oh, you, this is your sixth day in a row. Man, maybe you should take a little bit lighter on your front squats today yeah. because you might be more fatigued. And you're like, oh, yeah, that, well, there's the plan. And that's specific for you as opposed to, you know, again, a, a DVD or a, a workout that you're just doing in your living room.
0: Yeah. Again, with the DVD, it's it's awesome. Like I got started in fitness with P90X. Um, liked it, uh, but it's ninety days. So mm-hmm. what do I do on day ninety right. five? Do it again?
1: You should go through day you one. It, you know, like,
0: that's that's my issue again with fitness is is I want somebody to tell me what to do.
1: Yep. So Yeah. So I at at the heart of it I think she's she has a good heart, but she's just a little off where where her experience on it is mainly just only from the user end and not from like looking at it from a programmer or a coach or an owner standpoint. So, you know, that that's the learning lesson there. It's, you know, just kind of a little bit more perspective, I think. And then the other thing would be is,
0: is I love the workout and I love the intensity, which was kind of another point. She re- references it as the beating after the beating. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's another huge benefit of it is you come and you sweat. You know, you're not going to a gym and doing right. three by ten for – you know, these six muscle groups and then you're done and you never even sweat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She, her argument, she did use that beating after beating. Um, I I understand where she's coming from, especially with her perspective of saying, well, it's, it's completely random and it's not planned out for any results where her experience, it sounds like coming into CrossFit is just doing a few workouts where, if you're if you've done this for a while six months you know into the years that we've been doing it you understand that the the beating after beating is not true and it's not really helpful Like, yes your body needs recovery and she probably I think she mentions that as well for sure you need recovery and most of us you know take it's two days on one day off or one day one day but the beating after beating what the important thing in CrossFit you know Understanding again what's what's our foundational principles is mechanics first, consistency of the mechanics and then it relative intensity. And intensity is relative based on a lot of different factors. You know, going back to the example with you, it's like, hey, if this is day six in a row, you're not gonna beat yourself up today. You're like your body just won't do it and, and it's not wise to do it, and that's why you have a coach and why you show up here and say, Hey, I'm crushing it six days in a row, and I'm like, Yeah, you are let's sweat, but let's not do a beating. You don't, your body doesn't need, your body doesn't need that. Um, n- n- nor almost anybody needs a beating after beating. So, you know, wor- workouts again, need to be approached with relative intensity where maybe there are a high, maybe there's some uh, Olympic lifting in a workout. Maybe it's snatches and rowing, All right, Full snatches, squat snatches. And, and a beginner comes in and like, I don't, want a beginner to go intense with full squat snatches. They need to practice the movements because it's important for them to learn and understand the movements. So how do they get the most of that workout? Well, they're not going to take a beating on the snatches or the entire workout, but I'm asking them to push the intensity on the row and not the snatches, whether that's weight or, or volume. Um, so know, just knowing and approaching your week like that, and we've, we've talked about this on, on previous episodes too, where one day might be, Hey, I'm going to give this thing a hundred percent. This is these movements in this workout are in my wheelhouse and I can do them very safely with intensity. And you go full on a hundred percent. And then the next day, maybe it's more of a technique day and it's like, Hey, I'm going to work out hard, but it's going to feel like a seven out of a 10 instead of a full on max day. So, so you modulate the intensity throughout the week, whether you, whether you're realizing it or not, I mean, the coaches are there to help do that. Um, so I, you know, Jillian, again, I think she has a good heart. She doesn't want people and it's very smart. Yeah. You can't take a beating seven days a week, you know, three sixty-five. like your body just isn't designed to do that. It'll make you weaker. You will not get stronger, fitter, sexier, (laughs) faster with beating after beating after beating your fitness. You know, the intensity is meant to modulate up and down. Um, so she's looking out for people's safety, uh, and I get that. Uh, I think it might just be she just doesn't have the right perspective or enough knowledge to have that perspective yet.
0: Yeah. The uh, The next point was, and I get this one a lot um, from my friends that don't do it, and then my mom is always harping about uh, getting injured. mm and so it's kind of the injury thing. Um, you know, I remember last year when we posted our workouts or posted some movements on Facebook as part of the open workout, you know, we did that as that was a, get a point for posting and, yeah, and then it'd be like, I posted me doing a ring muscle up and my mom's like, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. You're going to get hurt. So that is a common, I'd say scare of CrossFit sure. is that it's intense and you're going to get hurt.
1: Yeah. She's got a great heart, right? I, I, nobody wants to get injured or hurt doing anything that they do. Um, for me and for us, again, peeling back the layers of that and why injury happens, whether it's in CrossFit or something else, um, it's when the the intensity threshold is pushed too far. For the most part, e- either in a in an acute movement, you know, a one time deal. You know, the guy that breaks a femur doing something, you know, that's an acute thing. It happens once. Or whether it's a, a rotator cuff, which commonly rotator cuffs or labrums are an overusage, uh, you know, or a, a what's the language I'm trying to say? But those are over time. And and it pr- the problem presents itself maybe in an instant. Or like, oh, my gosh, I, I tore my rotator cuff on that one pull-up. No, bro. Like, that 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 was the the hair that broke the -hmm. camel's back, right? That, that was one movement that you finally felt it. You just hadn't felt that it's been there for a long time and it's developed over time. So yeah, she, she's looking out, you know, and the the lesson there is, but it's not common that our community is getting injured every other day. no, no, what I mean she said everybody that I know has had, had an injury yep. and one guy had a heart attack. Well, the <laughs> bro, the heart attack probably has something there's probably something inside your body that <laughs> that's causing the heart attack and not a crossfit workout. Um no, it's it's not as common as, as she thinks. Um and I mean we could rabbit hole on this, but it, it begs the question who's who's and where does the the Responsibility fall of an injury, especially if it's a chronic usage injury. Um, you know, a, run, a runner who's been running for decades with poor technique and who gets injured running in a CrossFit workout. Did CrossFit injure you, or was that you and your running technique over decades? Where's the onus of responsibility on an injury, and, and how do you apply that to yourself? And or whatever you're doing fitness wise, you know, a guy that has, you know, a, a 50 year old guy who's has a torn rotator cuff coming into the gym would probably expose that doing orange theory or bar or Jillian Michaels at home workouts. Like he would realize it in any given time, but the, the act of CrossFit isn't, I mean, th- there are studies out there. Um, there's literally been scientific studies about the data of CrossFit and how prevalent injuries are in CrossFit and versus other training modalities and other sports. And it's equal to or lower than the vast majority. So, um, you know, her, her viewpoint is, um, again, I don't want to say limited. She's, you know, she's a, a fitness resource and she's been in the industry, you know, longer than me. So I definitely respect her, but, um, it's just anecdotal, you know, she knows 10 people that have done CrossFit and they all claim to have an injury, which I, I don't necessarily believe. Yep. Okay. Um,
0: the next one, uh, she was kind of talking about muscle splits, which is not a, a term that Meeks, uh, that I, I know what she was kind of talking about, was, but as she goes a little bit long, it's you know, mm-hmm. one day on, two days off or the right. kind of that whole, uh, high, that whole thing there. And then working out different muscle groups, you know, mm-hmm. day one, day two.
1: Yeah. So when she refers to muscle splits, that, that means, okay, I'm going to do back and buys on a Monday. I'm going to do quads and calves on a Tuesday. I'm going to do shoulders and chest on a Wednesday. And Thursday is my ab day, but I always skip ab and cardio day, you know, that, those days. Um, so that, that's splitting up your muscle groups and, and the, the the principle, the, the the rub there with her argument is that that's not how we define fitness. Doing that, training that, lifting weights specifically that way are more geared towards the, the bodybuilder style or the bodybuilder definition of fitness where it's you you train a muscle group for size or aesthetics for looks, right? You you do a bicep day because you want your biceps to look and get big. Um, where in CrossFit we don't do that. You know, the biceps have a function in your body and we use them in functional ways. We do pull-ups. We'll row, we'll push and pull it. So we'll use the muscles for functionality, not, training to strengthen one specific muscle group at a time, you know, and the the, the same argument that we talked about with the one day and two days off and that sort of thing still, still applies. But I think in this case, part of her point is that the beating after beating, you come in and we do back squats on a Monday and we're doing front squats on a Tuesday and we're doing back squats again on a Wednesday again maybe a limited perspective on her crossfit workouts but but there's a ton of intentionality with our program in the way that, that most crossfit gyms operate that yeah we we do complementary muscle groups and and we don't do the same movement patterns not necessarily the same exercise but not necessarily the same patterns um as the day before um, yesterday so yesterday and today great examples um, yesterday we did, um, oh geez, I just draw a blank. Yesterday we did pull-ups and power cleans. Okay. Well, the pull-ups are a, a pulling movement and power cleans are a, a primarily posterior chain driven exercise, right? Hamstrings, glutes, etc. A little bit of pulling, um, a little bit of shoulders and traps. But today's a Saturday recording this on a Saturday. Today, what do we do? We did wall balls and we did front squats and we did some jumping, um, Wall balls and front squats are more, a little more anterior on the chain. Wall ball is also a push. You're throwing it, so you're pushing up, which is the opposite movement pattern of what we did yesterday. That's not random. that We literally did that by design. You, know, that's, you can come in and do Friday's workout, and you can do Saturday's workout, and you're not doing the same thing. So uh, again, looking at it from a bigger weekly, monthly picture, it's it's highly designed. Um and it's it just presents itself as constantly varied and random. So that's kinda my thought on on that one, the yep. muscle split thing. Um
0: so another one that was very interesting that I'm surprised she kind of went there. Um and I touched on this a little bit with the Ollie lift, but the mm-hmm. the barrier to entry for CrossFit is, um, you know, very low and the, you know, the, having the expertise, um, you know, not being an expert and not being, you know, experienced all that stuff. So from your perspective and then also from your actual training yourself, yeah. um, maybe shed some light on that. And I, I hope you're not somebody that's never taught a CrossFit class or never been certified in any movements or anything mm-hmm. like that. You're not just opening up a box one day and then day two, you're teaching, teaching, you're teaching it.
1: I'm sure they're out there, you know, with, with, there's been at least 15,000 affiliates open. I'm sure there are people who go get a level one certification, have never coached a class, open their gym the next day or when do they open their gym and they start coaching classes. Um, I, I did, I definitely, I hear where she's coming from on this and in any industry, any industry, more experiences, more valuable and better, Right you don't necessarily want to know someone who's cutting your hair if that's like their first real person haircut, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or, or if someone who's an architect, it's like, Hey, this is their first time building a job. Um, the barrier to entry, it's relatively low, but given the industry, the fitness industry, I'd say, I would argue that the, that the barrier is slightly higher. Uh, the the level one certification costs a thousand bucks and it's a weekend away and you got to usually drive somewhere because there's a hot chance that it's not in your hometown. Um, to become a personal trainer and work at big box gym, I believe, I don't know the length of the course, but it's not much. I I, I know it's not a thousand bucks and it's probably not as intensive you can do that all online. Um, so, you know, barrier entry. Okay. I think I get it. I think Honestly, I think the barrier to entry is just, it's a certification. It just gets you in the door, right? That's like being an undergrad med student and starting practicing medicine, practicing, right? You know, they call it a medicine practice for a reason. So, yeah, um, I i don't encourage, and and i it, it's hard to have a brand new coach starting to coach classes. You know, anytime a new coach comes on with us, there's a, a shadowing program and kind of an intern program where we... Have the coach shadow the class. There's notes and there's feedback. And then we kind of dose it in and say, okay, well, you're a new coach. I want you to run the warm-up only. And then I'll take over and we'll do the rest of the class. And then we'll analyze that. And every gym has their own process and protocol for that. And um, is it perfect? No. But but I think we specifically do a pretty darn good job with with doing that where we trust that our coaches can come in and, and at least coach and lead a class safely. If I had an Olympian in here lifting, would a brand new coach be able to coach the, the technical aspects of an Olympian? No, probably not. Um, but that's why we're not an Olympic gym and my, you know we, we serve this community. We've chosen to serve our demographic. Um, so yeah, if you're trying to coach Olympians, day one with a certification, good luck, man. Like your, your business won't survive. You just, you'll weed yourself out of the industry. Um, I mean, I think she even said you have to have a degree in exercise science. And again, I can't disagree with her. I think it would be amazing. The more experience you have, the better off you'll be able to serve your community. Um, I don't think you're doing a a disservice to your community if you don't have an exercise science degree or you know a fitness a ton of fitness experience Um, you know and in all honesty I when I started coaching um, I kind of had to jump in earlier than probably I would have wanted to you know but by the time between I got my level one and started coaching classes um, I mean I've had and had experience in the fitness in fitness, my own fitness previous to that. But I I wish I had more, um, shadowing, more tutelage and and we didn't have it. And anybody listening to this or anybody in the gym, you know, I'm appreciative that they, that we kind of stuck through that. Um, I I think a big part that what I don't hear her saying is I, you know, again, uh, going back to what it reminds me of that injury is, where is the onus of the responsibility on the individual and being aware enough in your own body and what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And knowing your ego is at play in certain circumstances, right? The, The coach, I can't be, I can only be responsible for what I suggest and recommend to you, right? But, but I can't force you to, do every single rep the way that I show you or think or tell you that it needs to be done, right? If we're, if we're over here deadlifting and even if it's a lightweight, let's just say it's 135 pounds. And I say, Brad, I noticed, you know, you're starting to round your back. I want you to tighten up your shoulders. I want you to push your heels in whatever I tell you, I'm going to tell you that. And, I'm, and maybe you do it a couple times. And then, you know, you you look at me you're like, Oh, you're, he's just the new coach. And then you go and you add weight on and you're like, I'm going to do it how I want to do it. And you start rounding your back and boom, you, you know, slip a disc or something, you hurt your back. Like whose responsibility is that? Is that the coaches? Because the coach didn't see that or the coach didn't tell you to do that. Or is that, is that responsibility on you to say, okay, I don't know what I'm doing or or maybe this, I'm not doing it the right way. Or maybe I need to check my ego at the door and, and keep the intensity down. Or maybe I need to practice good movement or I need to understand and be aware of my own body. A little bit more. Um, I, I think that's kind of missing from this discussion as far as like, well, a coach can only do so much. You know, a, a good coach is a good coach. But a good athlete is a is a good athlete and, and super aware of their own body and, and desires to do it the right way and then checks the ego at the door. So that's kind yeah. of a tangent, but it but I think it's I think it's really important to understand.
0: Or bigger yet did you get injured because you did something active, right? I mean, so yeah. you got to get into the gym to do something, right. but if you never worked out before and then you go pull 350 pounds on your deadlift, like you're trying to get every ounce you can that very first time you do it mm-hmm. and you get injured. Well, if you haven't been active for the last five years, you know? Yes. So it's not the coach, right? It's maybe not the athlete or it could just be the fact that you are now becoming active, you right. know? Um, so it's not CrossFit's in parentheses right. uh, or quotes. It's not that fault, you know, because you came in decided to do CrossFit and you got hurt on the very first day. Exactly.
1: So yep, you could put the same argument, right? If you're if you've been inactive all, your whole life or five years or ten years, and you go to big box gym and be like, well, I don't know what to do on this machine. Where do I put the where do I put the pin in the pegs? Oh I've, yeah. You know, you kind of look around and you're like, well, I'm a I'm a relatively strong guy, so I'll put it, you know, halfway down and I'll do all these reps on the peg machine or, you know, whatever you're doing, the chest deck. And and then you're like, you figure out that your rotator cuff hurts after that. Well, it's the same principle that applies. You're just in a different space. You yeah. know, again, the responsibility has to be on the individual to, and again, a good coach can coach you through that and like, this is where you're at. This is what you should and shouldn't be doing and in CrossFit, this is how you scale, change, and modify workouts to customize and to fit where you are at. So, you know, again, she's got a great point. The more experience anybody has, the the better off you are. And I think if anybody is, you know, considering CrossFit, that, that's got to be a question that they raise in their head. Like, what is the quality of the coach and how much does the coach care? You know, just because a coach it's his first year of coaching or they just opened their doors. doesn't mean they don't care a lot about you. And if they're just opening their doors, they probably care about you a, a, a lot because you're one of their first clients and they're, they're going to really do everything they can to take care of you. So yeah, just be grateful that there's a coach there. I mean, right. if we have a class
0: size of 10 or 12 people and you have a coach, that's more one-on-one coaching than you're going to get really anywhere else. Anywhere unless else. you go back to the hire a private coach exactly. and do that methodology, which is not feasible.
1: Right. Or you do a workout, quote, plan or program or thing, exercise routine on your own, and you have no idea what good or bad technique is, and Mm -hmm. you have no frame of reference, and you're not even aware that you need to be aware of your technique. You're just like, oh, this workout DVD says I need to do kettlebell swings. Well, oh, I'm doing 100 of them? Okay. Like, you see Coach on the DVD doing it, and you do it in your living room, How in the world do you know if you're doing it right or wrong?
0: Yeah. And then the other great thing too is, is you guys know us well enough. You know, the athletes well enough to say, okay, Nick, what kettlebell should I use? And Mm -hmm. you'll go, Brad, you should use a 35. Right. Or Brad, you should use a 53. Like, you know that because you see us work out. Right. So it's even more customized coaching. Exactly. And you're actually looking out for our best interests in that. You're never saying, Brad, grab the 70 and go do 50 Russian. Exactly. So... And that's the beauty of it is it is a progression. Totally. If you've been doing, you know, CrossFit for six months or six years, you're just always constantly sharpening, you know, the the knife there mm-hmm. and learning more technique along the way. You're yeah. not going to do ring muscle ups the first six months. Yeah. You know, even doing a double under, it takes freaking two years to learn how to do a double under. <laughs> um, exactly. So you're always just kind of like honing and getting better. And the more you get better, the more comfortable you get with the movement, the more weight you add, the more mm-hmm. intensity, all that stuff.
1: Yep. Well, and the longer you give a program to develop and grow and a relationship to grow with a coach, the coach gets to know you a lot better, Mm -hmm. right? That's why we're, with anybody new to the gym, It partially we we just don't know you and we don't know how your body responds to exercise, let alone a CrossFit workout. Like, you've got to take it easy. Let us get to know you and let you become more aware of your own body and then we get to know you and then I can say definitively, yeah, Brad, grab that 35. That's what you need. Like, no, Brad, you you need to add weight or Brad, you need to take weight off. Like, the longer you stick to a plan or with a coach, the coach gets to know you better yeah. and can actually really make more of an impact.
0: Cool. Um, so let's kind of wrap it up. Is there any last closing thoughts that you want to uh, add to the conversation? Um, I think we've covered the fact that it's, it's, uh, very much planned. You're not going to get injured day right. one. It's constantly varied. Yep. You know, there's a lot of intensity that goes to it. Um, and it's very well coached. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just some, you know, you're not dropping in a box every workout, right? You know, you're constantly, uh, you know, have a coach that's planning everything
1: out. Uh, it's a great
0: workout plan system. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm like final closing thoughts or argument, it's we're not here to talk about the internet and internet advice that you get on the internet, and you know, this is advice that you're getting. We're not on the internet; but we're on a podcast. Like any advice that you get, or anybody that's that's trying to influence you, or share their experience with you, which is what Jillian is doing, which is what we and I am literally doing this right now. I'm sharing my experience with you. There's always an agenda. <laughs> you know, Jillian has an agenda for posting that video. Um, she's not just doing it to be kind. Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, we have an agenda for doing this because our agenda is to help clear up some misconceptions, it's to help educate, but it's also to help bring some perspective. You know, and my agenda is to get pe- more people to do CrossFit, whether you live in Kansas City or I don't care where you live, but I believe that CrossFit is a superior training methodology to really any other program, whether you're t- 10 years old or 80 years old. Um, so she makes great points based on her experience and based on her agenda. Um, but but you can only put so much weight into one argument just like if you heard my art you know this discussion today you could only put so much weight into my my argument my position uh, without understanding the counter position so you know the crossfit community and again maybe people listen to this podcast aren't you know that deep in the you know the crossfit community is up in arms about jillian michaels every time she says something they're like oh she's so stupid she hates crossfit this and this Listen, she maybe she doesn't like it. I mean, she's been a parent about that, but she does it because she cares about people and she, cares, she does actually want people to get fitter. We just have different definitions of fitness and how to achieve that result. So the, the challenge, the, the problem or the opportunity for people is like, hey, you've, you've got to ask yourself, what is fitness? what does fitness mean to me and what is then required to achieve said fitness? You know, do you want to look like a bodybuilder? Well, I'll point you in the right direction. You know, do you want to be a football player? I'll point you in the right direction. Do you want to be fit today, tomorrow when you're 60, 70, 80? Well, our doors are open. Like I can help you with that, you know? So no hate on Jillian. It's just, she's got her perspective and her experience and as do we and we both have our agendas but you know hopefully this gives a little bit more perspective for for those that either haven't listened or will now go and watch her videos hating on crossfit
0: (laughs) and we'll uh leave it at that